The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off orders of $40 or more. All right, everyone, welcome back to part two of the Tuesday night betting card. Let's get over to the next game on the schedule. That's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers heading up north to Minnesota here tonight to take on the Timberwolves. Uh, Looking at the opening line for this game, the Philadelphia 76ers initially opened as a one and a half point favorite. That number has now been flipped to minus two to two and a half. Uh, on the spread in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, total opened up at 229. That number has pretty much stayed the course. Uh, it's up half a tick to about 229 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, a uh, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Jalen Noel is going to be out for the Timberwolves, and Austin Rivers is probable here tonight uh, with Nick Soreness. Um, Philly did play last night. Again, they are in a back-to-back situation. Maybe thinking Joel Embiid sits here tonight being in a back-to-back situation. Uh, but again, we'll wait for the official injury report. I think that's maybe what the line move has flipped here from the Sixers opening as a favorite and then now being an underdog uh, of two about two and a half points here tonight. But uh, let's start with the side here. Delante, why don't you lead us off? Philly and Minnesota here tonight as Minnesota is a two and a half point home favorite. Yeah, when I originally looked at the open um, of this game, I was assuming that Joel Embiid wasn't going to play, but I didn't expect it to flip to Minnesota laying two and a half now. But uh, Philly's played three straight high level intensity games. Could be a letdown spot against a a non-conference opponent. They don't, I mean, not saying they don't want to win, but they can afford to lose this one. Uh, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, they're only one game in the loss column back of Boston. So that kind of, you know, gives them a little bit more incentive to to go out and play. They're pretty good on the road, ATS 15 and 14. Um, they're also 26 and 18 as a favorite. Um, their offense has been like on fire as of late, 130 plus in, uh, two great, in two of those uh, three games. And they're averaging 131 in the last four games. I do like Minnesota here uh, simply because I think that if Embiid plays, they can afford to guard Embiid down low without, you know, help. So they can have Gobert play him down low, which pretty much sets up for everybody else to just play, you know, play their guy one-on-one, which could lead to a big Harding game. But you don't, when you're playing Philly, you don't want to, you know, allow them to let Embiid get to the line and get post-up position. Now I think Rudy Gobert can do a decent job against, against him in the post. Um, Minnesota won and covered three in a row. They're returning home from a, a four-game road trip. Uh, they looked a lot more fluid, you know, on both sides of the ball. I think Conley's getting his uh, getting his foot in. Uh, the 500 ATS at home. Uh, they do turn the ball over a lot, which uh, could be uh, trouble if um, if Philly can, you know, get out and get in, get into those guards. But Conley does a, a good job of, you know, protecting the ball. Um, I. You know, I don't have uh like extremely high uh I guess win percentage when betting on or against Minnesota. So take, you know, what I say with a grain of salt. I just I can't be I can't catch up to them. But I do like Minnesota in the spot. Um they combat with some of the things that Philly likes to do. Uh they're good in half court defense, which is what Philly wants to do offensively. They want to grind out the game. Um they do struggle defending the three, but I think that they'll. I think they'll be able to 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 get here with um, being at home against a tired Philly team. So I, I like Minnesota uh, laying the points here. Yeah, Minnesota since the All Star break have been actually pretty good defensively. Uh, they're number nine uh, as far as defensive rating goes since the All Star break. Uh, they are three and two straight up. I think that from I'm kind of trying to read between the lines as far as injury report goes here. I think Joel Embiid sits here tonight. You'll probably get Tobias Harris back here tonight and PJ Tucker. Uh, back tonight as well, since those two guys didn't play last night, and they'll probably just be hard in Maxi 
and those guys starting here. So that's just my assumption here. I do think that Joel Embiid probably ends up sitting here tonight. Uh, Scott, thoughts on the game here? I'm going to lean to Minnesota in this spot. I'll back the line movement. But for me, it's not even the fact that in, that Philly played yesterday. It's the type of game that they played yesterday. The game had 290 yeah. points. They ran up and down the court the entire time. I think they're going to be exhausted in this game. Not to mention that there's travel involved because they were in Indiana. Now they're traveling to Minnesota. I just think that Minnesota is going to come into this game with a bit more energy. I think Philly might run out of gas. And I do think that Embiid is probably not going to play. 42 points with the running up and down the court. I think that they're probably going to rest him. Maybe Harden even gets rested. Who knows? Because he had 20 assists. But... I'm pivoting to Maxi in this game. I think Maxi's going to have a pretty big game. He's been very yeah. good lately. Uh, he's had what, like 25 and four straight, I think, or something. Yeah, uh, something like that. Are there any good strip clubs in Minnesota? You know, Scott. But what? Any good strip clubs in Minnesota? <laughs> uh, no, but I know that it's cold as hell out there. So yeah, Harden don't care. Man. Harden's going to be miserable. Yeah. No, no, no. He's going to be in a strip club. It don't matter if there if yeah. there's good ones. Harden good. probably called them to the room. <laughs> You're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> But I, for um, me, I'm going to go – what, room service? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Timberwolves <laughs> in this one. The line movement kind of just tells me that Philly might be a full trap side here, and it does suggest that somebody might not be playing because of the real just severity of the line move. But once again, the game landed 290, and now they're traveling the day after. I think physically Philly's going to be cooked. I'm, I'm going with Minnesota in this spot. Yeah, I think kind of – uh, somebody knows something, obviously, when the line has flipped here, right? Especially by three points. Uh, we're almost three and a half points here tonight. But, um, yeah, I got to go with Minnesota here as well. They're playing pretty good basketball, man. Uh, Anthony Edwards has looked good. Uh, Mike Conn looks like, like Delonte mentioned, that he's he's starting to find his way with his Minnesota Timberwolves team uh, since the trade happened uh, between the them and, and the Utah Jazz. So, um, I, I like the spot here for Minnesota. Uh, again, not much we can go off of without knowing who's going to be in and out for the six. But I do lean here with the uh, Wolves at home here tonight. Um, total here tonight, guys, sitting at what did I say two twenty nine. Did I mention? Yeah, two twenty nine and a half. Uh, any thoughts on that here, Delante? I'd lean over, thinking that if some of those guys, you know, get like if they are tired, then the the bench guys will come in and. They'll look to just try to score, and I think Minnesota's going to have have a good advantage. Um, Philly doesn't have good rim protection, and if Embiid doesn't play, that's even more incentive for Go Bear props. I know me, you know, Munaf, you don't want to be on the Go Bear props, but it's kind of going to be a I'm good, like all of twenty one this year betting Go Bear props. It's, it's, it's going to be a good, for two, and I quit. So. It's going to be a good bet, man. If he's if he's able to not play with Embiid and not have to bang bodies with him all day, I mean, Paul Reed is a, definitely a, a step down in class. So I think he'll be able to get some offensive rebounds uh, in the half court and in the full court. But um, I lean to the over. I think Minnesota is going to have a, a good night offensively. Uh, they are top 10 and getting to the rim. Philly can't defend the rim, 25th in rim percentage defense. So Anthony Edwards, uh, Kyle Anderson, those guys could be in for a big night at the rim. Uh, so I'm leaning to the over, thinking there'll be some points, mostly led by Minnesota and, and the tempo that they're going to play at. Uh, yeah, I agree here as well. I just seeing this line completely plumber for the Bucks game. Um, I don't know if anybody sees any news about if anybody's out here or not, but um, yeah, I, I, I agree about the over. I, I think that, or maybe a Wolves team total over. Uh, Probably don't have any rim protection here tonight uh, for the. Um, oh shit! Two and a half for Jeez. the Sixers. Uh, yeah, so um, going back to the Bucks game, Drew Holiday is out. Giannis is also out here tonight, so that's oh. why the line ha- line has plummeted. So um, reverse everything that we said about the Bucks game, at least now uh, with those guys. I mean, they still, out. they still might blow those guys out. Look. They still play well without uh, Giannis and Drew Holiday in the lineup. So maybe it's a Brooke Lopez big game. Drew Holiday. Oh, he's out. I'm sorry. Maybe Chris Middleton finally has a good game here tonight for them. But Grayson Allen, 20-plus points. Wait, who just, who just yeah. got ruled out? Drew Holiday and Giannis. Oh, okay. Giannis got ruled out? Yeah, he's out with illness. Okay. Um. So getting back to the Sixers-Wolves game, cover the total, cover the side. 
I think for player props, guys, for me, I think that, again, if MB does hit your tonight or even Harden, I, I think Schroeder's hits the nail on the head that you probably got to pivot to Max. You like, you know, so Scott mentioned that as well, whether it's his points prop or if it's even his three-point props here tonight. So, yeah, I definitely would be on Tyrese Maxey if one of their superstars do sit here tonight. But anything else as far as player props for Delonte, you have anything? You I said like you mentioned Gobert, right? Yeah, yeah, I like Gobert points and rebounds, but only if only if MB doesn't play, though. Like if okay. if he, if MB does play, then I, I won't play it. But if he doesn't, I'll, I'll be on it. I mean, the number won't change; it'll still be the same. Um, I like Jaden McDaniel's over eleven and a half points. He's over in five of the last seven. Good matchup for him. Uh, and actually, in one of those games, he had exactly eleven. I think he scored ten of those in like the first two quarters. I was on him in that game. I was so pissed that he didn't score again. But um, I like Jaden McDaniel's like the matchup. Uh, he should be able to get to the lane. And finish, he'll hit a couple threes. Uh, we touched on Mike Conley. I also like him over one and a half threes. He's over in six of the last seven. Um, he's shooting about five or six a game. Uh, a lot of those are coming off of the double from from Anthony Edwards. So he's getting wild up in looks. So all he has to do is make two. Uh, and I think you probably can just buy it up to two and get better odds. I think one and a half is like minus one twenty five, uh, which I mean I don't mind that. But some people I know don't want to lay that much juice, but. If you want to buy it up to two, pretty sure you can get close to even money on it. So I, I like Mike Conley a lot, uh, hitting a couple threes tonight. Uh, Scott, any other player props you like in this game? Uh, I think if uh, if Embiid's out, I'm on Paul Reed double-double, which I feel like has always been a good pivot when Embiid's out. And I think he had yeah. one last game. So just keep an eye on that. But I'm not sure if it'll get posted by the time that they announce Embiid playing or not. So just keep that in mind. If Harden plays, do I think Minnesota is going to let him actually score? Because I feel like I have to blindly take assists again. But if Embiid's out, then maybe Harden shoots the ball more. I think it's mostly Maxi. just the more that I think about it. I don't think that Minnesota's got any people that are quick enough to actually stay with him. maxi has been an offensive machine lately. I'd probably look for him. Gobert, none of us are taking because I got no faith in him either. I think that's basically it. I think it's mostly Maxi or a Paul Reed pivot if Embiid's out. Yeah. All right. Before we continue here, guys, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor here. That's going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets, build your own bet. March Madness is almost here. Plus, plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 and get 100. Limited state availability. And, of course, for our DGENs, only if you hit the biggest long, biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. I have to do this over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer something to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the next game on the board. That's going to be the Golden State Warriors in Oklahoma City here tonight to take on the Thunder. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the uh, Golden State Warriors at minus four. Uh, that number has now stayed pretty much at its course at minus four. Do see some minus four and a half starting to pop up. Total opened up at 241. The number's been bet up to 242 and a half. Uh, do see some 243s out there as well. Looking at the injury report for both of these squads, starting here with the road team, the Golden State Warriors, Draymond is probable. Andre Iguodala is probable. The only players that are going to be out for this game is Andrew Wiggins uh, out with personal reasons. And then Gary Payton II is also out for this game. For the OKC Thunder, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Jalen Williams is uh, officially questionable here tonight with a right wrist sprain. That's going to be the Jalen, J-A-L-E-N, Jalen Williams. The important one. The important one? Yeah, that's the important Is that the important one? Yeah, that is. That's J-Dub, right? I don't know. The guard. Yeah, that's the guard. That's that's the the important one. Yeah. All right. Um, Scott, why don't you lose off with this game? Let's call it minus four right now over on win bed for the Warriors in uh, Oklahoma City here tonight. I find this one very tricky because Golden State's fared pretty well against OKC, but I still hate this Golden State team on the road. And I still think they're in highly, they're just a highly overrated team. I don't think that Golden State's very good. I know that they ended up winning a couple of games when Curry was out. Then Curry came back. They lost to the Lakers, but it feels like a common theme for the goal, for the Warriors is they trail by double digits in the first half, and they find a way back to win the game. A lot of money on the over. It's up to 243, which doesn't surprise me because each of the first two meetings landed 248 or higher. 
But I think I'm actually going to lean to OKC in this one. I feel like most people are going to blindly take the Warriors because, you know, Curry's back and they're going to be able to get back on track. Are we sure about that? Like, they're three games over 500. They're 7-24 and 24 straight up on the road. I don't care how good your pedigree is, historically speaking. If you're 7-24 and 24 on the road, I'm not going to lay points with you on the road. I think I'm going to go with OKC. Shea's playing in this game, correct? Shea is playing, yes, sir. So I'm gonna go with Shea. I'm gonna go with uh, Shea to have a pretty big game. I know Jalen Williams had a pretty big game last time out too, but I think I'm gonna lean to OKC here. People are gonna take Golden State if they want to. That's fine, and I think that the over makes a lot of sense because I don't see much defense being played. But I can't lay four and a half with Golden State on the road. I, I just can't do that. Give me OKC at home. Lean to the money line actually is a bit of a decent plus price. Uh, Delante, what do you got? Yeah, I'm probably going to be against Scott here. I actually, Golden State's probably one of my favorite plays on the board. Um, they won and covered four of the last five. Um, they won and covered both meetings with Oklahoma City. I know they're, they're horrible. On, they're horrible on the road. ATS nine and twenty-two, if I'm not mistaken. But as of late, their defense has been elite. Like the last five games, they've allowed 105 points or under in four of the last five. Allowed, allowed under 100 twice. The thing with this matchup is they don't defend the three. I think um, the second matchup, which like the most recent one is the game that clay hit 12 threes and then Dame hit like 16 the next night. So I think it's a big Steph Curry game. Um, they, the Golden state third quarters might be back um, last three games. I think they're 28. They outscored opponents 28, 21, which is, you know, okay. But then they go 42, 16, 39, 17. And I think both of those games were without Steph. So, I think it's a big Steph game. Uh, don't see a lot of advantages for uh, OKC, especially without J-Dub, because, I mean, he does a lot of the dirty work, a lot of the ball handling um, whenever Shea's off the floor. Um, OKC, you know, they've won and covered their last two, but both were against Utah. I think both without without marketing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but prior mm-hmm. to that, they were 0-3 straight up in ATS. I know a lot of that was out without uh, SGA. Uh, so it's not a coincidence that they picked up, you know, offensively. Uh, we all know they're great at home, but some of the some of the stuff that like Golden State doesn't do well, Oklahoma doesn't do well on offense. Like they can't finish at the rim. The thirtieth in rim percentage def- in rim percentage offense, which is Golden State's weakness. They they don't have any rim protection, so they look to push off of steals and run in the transition, but they can't do that if Golden State is elite in defending after you know turnovers. So. I like the spot for the Warriors. Um, I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a big Steph game. I don't see any path to like them slowing down those guys from three. Uh, so I like the Warriors here a lot. Uh, I would probably lean to the under also, um, thinking that Oklahoma City struggles offensively against the way Golden State has been playing defensively. Yeah, I like the Warriors here tonight as well. They've won eight straight games against this Thunder team at a minimum of at least eight points. Um, and if we talk about the games in um, OKC, their last, or earlier this season, January 30th, they won that game by eight points. Uh, last season, they won by double digits. Prior to that, they won by eight. So I think that we, I know it took probably – what was Steph Curry coming back in that Lakers game? You know, the rust obviously was there for him, right? When you miss about a month plus, uh, but I think they can get back on track here. Especially, I think Curry still had a game, um, a, a pretty good game in that second half. So I think Warriors come already come out here, take care of business here. Um, again, I'm gonna just ride this hot streak here for the Warriors at, at minus four right now. Um, I do like the under in this game as well, uh, like. Delante, you were mentioning that this OKC, sorry, the Warriors uh, defense has been, I think, the best in the league uh, since the All Star break. Um, so I think for me, it's under as well. It's it's a big number, and I think this season we've traditionally seen where totals above two forty have, or a lot of them have gone under the total. So if you probably want to play an over, maybe look at the Warriors team total to go over. But I think they climbed down on defense as well. Like I mentioned, they are they have a defensive rating of 105.1 since the All-Star break, which is number one in the entire league. This uh, uh, Again, like I said, since the break. Uh, let's get into some player props here. Scott, do you have anything for this game? Uh, well, you mentioned the threes, so I feel like taking Clay and Steph threes against OKC has been a pretty profitable move. I don't mind Curry assists. I think it's at around five and a half. Uh, historically speaking, he's done quite well facilitating against the Thunder. So I do think that's a pretty solid play. 
uh, to go through the last three games against the Thunder. 12 assists, 10 assists, 6 assists. Now I'm assuming he'll probably play around 32 minutes. So I do think that that number seems a little bit low. Shape points I'm kind of tempted by. I think that uh, he's going to be able to get to the rim, and I think that Golden State's going to struggle to stay in front of him. So I'll go with Shea over as well. But for the most part, I think that's basically it. I know Draymond rebounds and assists have done quite well against the Thunder in the past, so that's potentially worth a look. But I think it's mostly going to be Curry assists for me. Uh, Dante. Yeah, I'm on the Steph Curry trifecta, man. Points over, threes over, points, rebounds, and assists over. I think it's a big Steph game. I don't think that they'll be able to stay in front of him. Usually they use uh, J-Dub as the primary defender um, whenever uh, they're playing against an elite guard. If he's if he's in, I mean, he's got a banged-up wrist, so I'm not sure how effective he's going to be. And I think this might be the first encounter that he has with Steph Curry, which is probably not going to be a good one after uh, Steph struggled against the Lakers. So I think that Steph has a humongous game. I'm also leaning to... Uh, Giddy over 14 and a half rebounds and assists. He's over in his last three games. Uh, probably will be more like in a facilitating a rebound role without Jalen Williams on the floor. Uh, even if he's in, he'll probably be hobbled, so won't be looking to do as much. So I think Giddy takes over some of those rebounding roles. Uh, he had 15 and 14 um, rebounds and assists in the two previous matchups against Golden State. So I like him over uh, 14 and a half rebounds and assists. Uh, Nick pointing out Steph Curry triple double sixty to one uh, last two mm. games against OKC eight nine and ten and then thirty eight eight and twelve um, mm. falling a little bit short of those triple doubles yeah I don't hate that I love that yeah, Draymond look it. yeah uh, Draymond look that Scott just mentioned uh, rebounds and assists to go over I think that number's at fourteen and a half in this game um, he's pretty much cleared this number in what six straight games here or six of the last seven games against the OKC Thunder last game. He had 10 rebounds, four assists, just fell one short. So um, yeah, I think yeah, that's this, this is his, this is his kind of game. Cause they don't have, they don't have a traditional big. So yeah. it's, it's basically like they're playing like going to state could play their style of basketball with Draymond at the five and not be at a at disadvantage on the, on the defensive ends. So yep. that bodes well for matchup wise for Golden state also. Yep. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Brooklyn Nets in uh, Houston here tonight to take on the Rockets. Uh, Looking at the opening line for this game, this line opened up in favor of the Brooklyn Nets at minus six. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus six. Total up at 228 and a half. That number's up to 230 and a half and 231 at some spots. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Brooklyn Nets, I am currently seeing, uh, obviously, no Ben Simmons, and that's pretty much it for them. For the Rockets, they're a healthy squad. Everybody is going to go in this game. Scott, why don't you lead us off with this game? Uh, minus six in favor of the Brooklyn Nets in Houston here tonight. Well, as tempting as it is to take the Rockets, who, uh, who uh, had a nice weekend beating the Spurs twice. Congratulations. Two-game win streak, that, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, you won both games by like 20. But... I'm going to go with the Nets in this one. Uh, I still don't think Houston's good. I don't think anybody does. Kevin Porter Jr. might put up a decent stat line, but then it's defensively. They've been a bit hit or miss, but they've been better lately. But it's mostly just the fact that Houston can't guard anybody. They're a glorified AEU team. We've said this before. And with Shangun basically being the center of this team or being a power forward, they don't have any real size on the interior, at least that can play defense. I like Shangun a lot, but defensively, he's horrible. So... Yeah. And Jabari Smith, I don't really like either. I think he's a relatively raw prospect. I'm going to go with the Nets. They were struggling. They had the big comeback win against Boston on Friday. They kind of parlayed that over into a win against the bottom feeder against Charlotte. They were up by 30 at the half, basically. I'm going to go with the Nets. I just think that even though the Rockets beat up on the Spurs twice, congrats, the Spurs are not a real basketball team. Doesn't mean anything to me. I think the Nets come out, and I think they win this game comfortably. Fading the Rockets, there's a lot worse ways to spend your money. I'll keep doing it. I'll I'll take the Nets. And plus, since uh, you have a swap, aren't you in theory rooting for? Uh, well, it does. It's not going to matter because the Nets will probably make the playoffs anyway. But yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I just think at the end of the day, the Nets should get the job done. Keyword should, but the spread seems a little low. Shalante. I got absolutely nothing on this game. Please do not watch this game. You can do a lot better things with your life. There's plenty of, you know, you can watch, you know, some whack games. There's a Summit League game. Oral Roberts is playing. Uh, Vermont is playing. You can you can spend your time doing a lot more uh, 
You're advertising a Binghamton basketball game over yeah. Net Rockets, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, man. I'd rather I'd rather watch Vermont run up run it up against Binghamton uh, than watch the Nets and Rockets play them. So I'm sorry, Munaf. I really am. But if I had to play anything, I, I'd lay it. With, I'd lay it with the Nets. I mean, they they play well defensively against Boston. Uh, they allowed like 105 points, if I'm not mistaken. And they were awful uh, in the first half, and they woke right. up in the second half to guard. Right. So. Right. So I think they, I think they do have an advantage on the inside with Claxton. So I'll be looking at some Claxton props. Um, I do like uh, Tari Eason. I'm not sure. I don't see any props for him yet, but I do like like his points, rebounds, and assists. I think it's a big game for him. Other than that, uh, I'd lean to the Nets. Please do not watch this game. I'm begging you. Yeah, I think it might be just be a good game for player props if you want to bet it. Um, guys putting out, I think the the, or the Rockets are the worst rebounding uh, um, three-point event since the All-Star break. They're giving up about 17 makes per game. So I don't know if you want to look at Cam Johnson, uh, KW Franchise pointing out Bridges, two and a half threes at plus 185, one and a half at minus 188. I think that's a way to look. Uh, Jalen Green as well, he's pointing out, yeah, over two and a half threes at plus 106. Um, I don't hate that. Uh yeah, I, I'm do they love Jalen Green in Houston? Munaf? Do they like Jalen Green? Do, do the fans uh, love Jalen Green? I think He's a highlight player. Still out. Can score, but the jury's still out. I think for him. Um, mm-hmm. I, again, I, I think we'll find out a lot more about in the off season if they do make a coaching change. But I think they will. Um, but um, I mean, we've seen Flash last year. He was a cash cow over on his cow, on his points prop after the All Star break, where he was, I think, easily getting to thirty points a night when they finally decided to sit. Eric Gordon and, and and some of the vets and just let Jalen Green do his thing. So, um, yeah, I think that he had definitely has a potential. He probably just needs some more coaching up and just more playing time. Um, but I think that he'll obviously definitely be part of this uh, the future of the franchise. But Tari Eason, you mentioned, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I, uh, I've been backing him in the last couple of games. Shout out to my, my guy Mitch. Uh, he found his points and rebounds to go over seventeen and a half the last two games, and he's cleared yeah. those numbers. Yep. He's been playing well last five games, about close to 16 points per game and 8.4 rebounds. So once that does pop up, probably closer to game time for Tari Eason. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I will on, be that. on that over yep. for sure. Um, yeah. Anything else for this game, guys? Nothing. Uh, for right. me, I see a yeah. couple of props. I'm kind oh, of sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so starting off, I do think there's value on Dimwitty, uh, either assists at seven and a half at plus money or maybe even double double at plus 360. The assists have been there. People have been distracted by the Mikael Bridges points. But I will point out that Dimwitty has had at least eight assists in f- each of the last five games. He had 24, 8, and 8. It's especially weird since they were up by 30 at the half against Charlotte, and he still played 39 minutes, which I'm still confused by. But the point is he has put up some good numbers lately, and we know Houston doesn't guard anybody, especially at the guard position. Mm-hmm. I do think you're going to end up seeing Dimwitty have a good game. I saw a double-double at around plus 360, but he could get the assists at 7.5 over at plus 110. I don't mind that. I'm also looking at Kenyon Martin Jr. over 13 and a half points at around minus 115. He's had at least 14 points in 14 of his last 17 games, and he's played at least 31 minutes in 11 of his last 14. I know he's going to have less shots because Porter Jr. and Jalen Green are back, but 13 and a half seems very low for a guy that's actually willing to go to the rim, and he gets fouled mm-hmm. a decent amount. He's aggressive, and... I don't know if it matters, but his dad's best team was with, was the Nets. Maybe that has something. Maybe that gives. Maybe that leads to some kind of good performance. But gotta find think, the edge, however you can find it. Yeah, I'm maybe with I'm with you, Scott. I'm the point you. is, he's had at least 14 and 14 of the last 17 games, and his number's 13 and a half. I just think that number's too low. I'll go with the over on Kenyon Martin Jr. points. Yeah, I don't hate that. Again, you're right that he's one of the guys that does actually go to the towards the basket and, and try to bring the rim down. Um, uh, yeah, definitely I can see that for sure for KJ Martin here tonight. Uh, all right, guys, uh, two games left on the schedule here. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks here tonight. They're hosting the Utah Jazz in this game. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, the Utah – sorry, the Dallas Mavericks opened up as a six-and-a-half-point home favor. That number's been bent up to minus nine now. Total up at about 232. That number's all the way up to 238-and-a-half. Uh, still see some 238s out there as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Utah Jazz, uh, Walker Kessler is officially questionable here tonight with a non-COVID-related illness. Colin Sexton is going to be out for this game. He's dealing with a left hamstring strain. For the Dallas Mavericks, Maxi Kleba is um, questionable here tonight. He's dealing with the right hamstring injury. And then JaVale McGee is questionable here tonight with a right ankle sprain. But everybody else is a go for this Dallas Mavericks team. 
Scott, why don't you leave us off with this game? Dallas laying at nine points here, hosting the Utah Jazz. Yeah, like I'm going to lay nine points with Dallas at home against Utah. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to lean to the Jazz plus the points. My favorite play was the over. It was at 234.5 on the overnight. Now it's 237.5, so I don't even know if I even want to bother, but I don't see much defense being played. Dallas has been a blind over team since Kyrie got there, and every game's basically gone over. We saw that on Sunday against the Suns. That game got into the 240s. Nobody guarded anybody the entire game. I like the over. I see points anyway, uh, but I do think there's some value in Utah. I have a hard time laying points with Dallas, and they can't stop anybody. Now, the counter-argument is Utah can't stop anybody either. I see a potentially huge game for Walker Kessler just because Dallas doesn't have really anybody in the middle, and I think that Kessler can just sit there in the paint and stack up blocks and rebounds. Market and double-double, I think, might have some value too. But on principle, I'm going to lean to Utah plus the points. Dallas is so bad ATS at home, there's no way in hell I can back them in the spot, and I will lean to the over. I just see a lot of points between these two teams. This might just be a, a repeat of what we saw between the Sixers and the Pacers last night yep. with the amount of points that were being put up. But, um, I mean, I, I'm still not afraid of this big number here between the Dallas Mavericks and the Jazz. I mean, they've been going, or at least the Dallas Mavericks and single total since the trade of any type of defense uh, whatsoever in these Jazz may be worth a look here tonight. I think they can get over that number. Uh, as far as the side, I'm in agreement with Scott. I mean, I'm not laying nine points with a Dallas Maverick, especially with, with their road or sorry, their home record has been, especially against uh, at home as a home favorite. Um, and Utah, you know, we talked about the we'll call it the the Terrell rule here. Back them when they're underdogs, fade them when they're favorites. So uh, I think that's in full effect here. Uh, Delonte, what do you got? Honestly, I was going to lay it with uh, Dallas. Like at six, I laid six on the open, but I have no idea why it's nine right now. I I was thinking maybe Laurie was out, but that's the only reason that the line moved that much. But he's not out, so I don't understand. So I'll probably just lean to to the Jazz. I do think Dallas ha- has uh, extreme advantages with their guards. The Utah guards are are pretty young, and Kyrie and Luka should dominate them. Um, they don't. We all know that you know they're first in half court points per possession, of points per play. Utah is horrible defensively, even worse in the half court, the twenty third in half court uh, defensive efficiency. So, I think the Mavericks do have some advantages, but I just can't lay nine points. I mean, they're coming off playing four high level games in a row where they went one and three ATS in that span. Defense has been atrocious, uh, one hundred and twenty plus allowed in the last three games. So, uh, yeah, four of the last five and went over. Um, I just I don't trust the I don't trust the Mavericks to to win by margin with this big of a margin. That means double digits. They got to win by double digits. But uh, I would probably look at Dallas first quarter, first half, if anything, and then come back with Utah in the second half if I had to do anything. Um, but I think it's like you said, it's going to be a high scoring affair, which means you know the range of outcomes increases a a ton. Um, I lean to the Jazz, but I'll probably be on the Mavericks first quarter, first half. All right. Um, we talked about the total. Let's get into some player props here, if any. Scott, do you have any player props you like in this game? I was tempted by Luka three-pointers, which I saw at around two and a half. It was Juice, who's around minus 135. But to go through the numbers for Luka, he's made at least three threes in three of the last four games. He's attempted at least eight three-pointers in each of the last four. I believe he went one for nine against Phoenix on Sunday. And against Utah in his career, has done well. He's made at least three three-pointers in four of his last five games against the Jazz. Luka might go for 40 in this game. I don't think it would surprise anybody. But two and a half threes seems a little bit low for a guy that jacks up a bunch of volume. I'll take the over Luka threes. Yeah, that number's uh, like Scott said, at two and a half right now, minus 135. Uh, Delonte, player props in this game, if any? Yeah, I mentioned um, how they're ba- how Utah is bad at defending the mid-range also. Uh, I like Kyrie over 25 and a half points. He's had 70 combined points in the last two games. I think it's a good matchup for him with you know Utah's defense struggling against the mid-range and guards. They don't defend guards well. Um, they're 25th in mid-range percentage defense, which is where Kyrie lives at. Um I also like Luca over seven and a half rebounds. He's over in three of the last five. He had seven in the fifth game, so he could have went over in that game also. But uh, Utah allows a lot of rebounds to guards uh, in two previous matchups. Um, SGA had seven 
in one of those games, and Giddy had nine and eleven in the two matchups. So I think Luca's a little bit better rebounder than both of those guys. So he should be able to clear this with ease. Yep. Um, I didn't have a lot of player plays. I was looking at Walker Kessler, but I think his props got pulled because he's officially questionable here tonight. But uh, initially, when I was looking, I did see his blocks at two and a half at plus one twenty five. If that does reappear, I will uh, jump back on that uh, on that player prop here tonight. Um, Laurie rebounds. If Kessler doesn't go, I think that number was at eight and a half. I think he could get a double double here tonight as well um but yeah that's all i had uh kw franchise also pointing out yeah laurie rebounds 10 turn or more at plus 125 here tonight so uh yeah don't hate it all right last game of the night gentlemen we've got the memphis grizzlies in la here tonight to take on the lakers in this game uh this number opened up in favor of the la lakers minus one and a half that number is now down to uh around a pick also starting to see some spots where memphis starting to get favored by minus one uh, total open up at 226. That number's been bet down to around 224 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, Steven Adams continues to be out. Uh, Brandon Clark, we know, is gone for the rest of the season. Um, Jake LaRivia is questionable here tonight. Obviously, we know John Moran is not with the team right now. For the Los Angeles Lakers, Mo Bamba is out tonight. LeBron continues to be out. And uh, Anthony Davis is probable, and D'Angelo Russell is actually upgraded to questionable here tonight. He's dealing with that right ankle sprain. Um, let's call it right now. Uh, currently over on win bet for this game, it's actually at a pick right now. So, uh, Delonte, why don't you lose off with this game between the Grizzlies and the Lakers? Yeah, I like the Lakers here. Um, I don't like anything that's going on with Memphis right now, whether it's on the court or off the court. Um, I think they're trending in the wrong direction. Uh, they lost two straight. Uh, almost 40% of their points came in the third quarter of the last game. So basically, I think they scored like 51 against the Clippers in the last game. The offense hasn't looked fluid at all. Uh, they lack explosion for obvious reasons. Um, Tyus did play uh, pretty good in relief of Ja. Um, I mean, I'm not sure he can keep up. I think he had like 26 and 11 or 26 and 13 or something like that. 25 sure and 12, I think. There we go. 25 right and 10. But he, he had a great game. Yeah, so I don't think um, he'll be able to to sustain that. Maybe like fifteen and eight or something like that. But um, I, I like the Lakers here. Um, I think they've been up and down the last few games, but AD has been a monster, mostly defensively. Uh, he's averaging thirty five and eleven since the LeBron injury, so he's been really assertive. Um, I like how the guards are playing with Schroeder, Reeves, and now getting D'Lo back is just adding another playmaker. I don't think that Memphis is going to be the same defensively without Brandon Clark running that second unit. I mean, he he's pretty he's pretty valuable to their team. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't, you know, the casual NBA fan wouldn't think so, but he is valuable to what they do as far as rim protection, rim running. Um, I just don't think that Memphis has enough playmakers to be able to create off the dribble without Ja on the floor. I, I like the Lakers here. I think they I think they revenge that loss that they had uh, maybe like a week and a half ago. Um, they're, they're playing semi-well. Just got to get to some consistency. Uh, and with D'Lo back in the lineup, uh, I, I like him a lot here tonight. Yeah, Lakers have been playing really good defense uh, since the All-Star break, uh, number four in the entire league as far as defensive rating goes. And we saw what Memphis was able to do against a poorest defense like the Clippers, who are number 29. Um, so I think there's obviously a night and day difference of where these two, those two teams are defensively. And I think that if the Lakers are going to win this game, it's going to have to be like the the type of victory that they had against the Golden State Warriors, where it's, it can be a high scoring game, um, and they have to clamp down on defense and just play good half court basketball through Anthony Davis. And like you mentioned there, Delonte, that Anthony Davis has his numbers have looked really good uh, without LeBron James this season, averaging close to thirty points and fifteen rebounds. Um, and imagine earlier this thirty nine against Golden State. Yeah, he had 39 against Golden State and then 38 in the previous game against Minnesota. And then I was going to mention that uh, against uh, Memphis, um, he he had 28 points and 19 rebounds in that game. So, you know, without Steven Adams in this game, I think that Anthony Davis, again, should dominate in this game. Hopefully they get D'Lo back here tonight to give him another playmaker like Delonte mentioned. But Dennis Schroeder mentioned this on the Monday pod that he was absolutely incredible defensively down the stretch against um Steph Curry and the Warriors that really, you know, created that separation towards the end there. But I think that Lakers continue to roll here tonight. I'll take them as um, the currently now they're at a, a one uh, one point underdog. So I'll, I'll take the Lakers here as well. Uh, Scott, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lakers as well. 
Uh, Memphis, even with that massive 51-point quarter against the Clippers, they still lost the game. Uh, Tyus Jones did have 25 and 12, by the way, just mm-hmm. for reference. Uh, I, I'm not exactly totally surprised because I'm, I'm actually a pretty big Tyus Jones fan from what I've seen in the last couple of years. But I am going to go with the Lakers in the spot. Memphis is terrible on the road. They are 12 and 20 straight up on the highway. They've lost each of their last two games against the Nuggets and the Clippers on the road. So they were in L.A., but they ended up losing that game, but they didn't have to travel back to Memphis. But Clippers were, I mean, the Lakers were also in L.A. because they played at home back-to-back games. But mm. I'm just going with the Lakers because with the Grizzlies missing Adams and now missing Clark, they're pretty shorthanded on the front lines. You're going to be looking at Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman. Is, is that basically it? I believe Roddy got the start against the Clippers. So, like, they're really shorthanded in the front court, which is a really bad sign for them against the Lakers. But the Lakers are playing decent basketball. The Grizzlies are not. Uh, Jaw's not playing, obviously. Might get suspended for 50 games. We'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I just feel like at home it's a good spot for them to get revenge or to avenge the loss they had to this team about a week or two ago. Give me the Lakers. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to the total here. It's currently sitting at 224.5. Any thoughts there here, uh, Scott? I'm really torn on this one because the Lakers want to play slower based on how they play offense with AD as their main option. But Memphis has been willing to run lately, or maybe that was just the Clippers because Clippers have been over machine lately. I think I'm going to lean to the under, and I'm just going to hope that with all the people being out for Memphis, the offense looks like garbage. And I'm hoping that AD and Vanderbilt defensively can really just shut down anything in the paint. I'm going to lean under and hope for an ugly game. But I don't feel great about it. But I guess I'll lean under, hoping the Lakers, who usually play fast, will play slower because they need to. And AD might get hurt running up and down the court. So I think they're going to go with a slower pace game. I'm going to lean to the under. Yeah, I like the under in this game, actually. Um, it's actually come down from where I played at 226 and a half last night. So uh, money has it coming in on the under again. Like I think that I think that if the Lakers do win this game, it's going to have to be one of those 109, 105 type of victories where mm-hmm. it does go under the total. They can't get into a shootout uh, with any teams, especially without LeBron in the lineup. Um, Delonte, thoughts on the total? Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, I, I like the under a lot. Like you said, if the Lakers dictate the pace and they want to play at how they how they really want to play through AD. I think they have to slow it down. Um, AD inside, I mean, Jaron Jackson is – I'm not sure if they're going to start Jaron Jackson on him simply because they know he, he'll get into early foul trouble. So likely going to be going against Tillman and some of those other guys. They might throw in some zone. But, yeah, I, I like the I like the under here. I, I think both offenses struggle uh, against each other, uh, against each other's defense. The Grizzlies still without Josh Steele, pretty elite defensively. So that's not going to change. Um, and the Lakers defend at three well. If Bain and Kanara can't get going from three, I'm not sure if they have any other options as far as like scoring wise. Um, so, yeah, I like to under you. Uh, Scott, already you already mentioned the total, right? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the yeah. under. Uh, player props, if anything, in this game, Scott. Uh, player props in this game is pretty tricky. Tyus Jones assists, I think I'm looking at no matter what, because he has always been a great assist turnover guy, and I do think that he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, especially after that game he had last time out. Besides that, Anthony Davis for points. I know he was bad against this team last meeting, but I do think at the end of the day, with a limited front line and often Jackson's in foul trouble, he really might just get a serious mismatch against Tillman or maybe even Roddy, but... I got to go with Davis points here. I think he's going to have a good matchup here. Besides that, I really don't have much else, but I think it's mostly going to be Tyus Jones assists and 80 points or rebounds. If you want to throw in that for 80 as well. Yeah. Delonte. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I play Tyus Jones um, points and assists. The Lakers don't do a good job of defending uh, point guards. So I think, like you said, he's going to have the ball in his hands. They don't have a lot of facilitating guys. So he's going to have to get those guys going. Uh, Kennard and, Bain off of screens, off of pin down. So I like him over um, points and assists. I think that number is – let me get it. I guess I had 23 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, 23 and a half. I like that. And I like AD over 42 and a half. I've been playing it since LeBron's been been out. He's been crushing it. He's going to have to – He's he has to dominate. And if you think the Lakers are going to win, they're not going to win uh, without AD having a monster night. So I like his points and rebounds over 42 and a half, which is up yeah. from – it used to be – it was 40 and a half. 
um, the past three games, and now they bumped it up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, you got to continue riding Anthony Davis gotcha. here tonight. There's no question. Um, averaging, like I mentioned, thirty close to thirty points uh, per game, and then fifteen rebounds without LeBron in the lineup this season. So, the number is currently sitting at twenty eight and a half for his points. Um, his rebounds, I think, I started at thirteen and a half, if I'm not mistaken. But I agree about the Titus Jones as well. If you want to pivot off of a rebound prop, maybe Jared Vanderbilt is a good look here tonight as well, as far as rebounds go. Um, that number is at, I think it was at eight and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, eight and a half at minus one Oh five. So that may be worth a look here tonight as well for, uh, Jared Vanderbilt on his rebounds. Uh, anything else for this game, guys? I don't have anything else. Yep. Me either. All right. Before we get into our lock and dog for tonight, let me tell everyone about, uh, the newest sponsor on the sports gambling podcast network. That's going to be shady rays. Summer's Right uh, about a couple months away, and you're probably looking for some new shades to uh, protect your eyes from that sun. Or you're going on vacation, maybe it's on the West Coast, uh, and or maybe you're going to go headed to Cancun or Cabo somewhere, uh, and you need to get to some uh, some sunglasses. Shady Rays is your place where you need to check them out. They are an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They're durable frames and they're extreme, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements. And if you lose or break your pair, even on the very first day that you receive them in the mail, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you make your purchase. Um, they've also donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding America. So if you don't love your, uh, shady Ray sunglasses, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within the 30 day window period. There's no risk when you shop at shady rays, their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off on two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com, promo code SGPN. All right, guys, let's get into our lock and dog for tonight. Uh, Delonte, why don't you lead us off, my man? Yeah, man. I mean, I'll keep it simple. Uh, I like the lick. I see the Lakers at plus money. Uh, I mean, at even money on the money line. So I'll take that as my dog. We literally just went over all the um, the handicap as to why I like that. So I won't um, delve back into that. But for the the lock, I like the Warriors minus. Is it four or four and a half? Uh, let me see. Here. I see some four. Let's see some four and a half. I see a four on one bet. Yeah. So uh, I'll lay the four with uh, the Warriors. Like the matchup for them. The recent success they've had, I think it's going to translate uh, with Steph Curry back in the lineup. I think he's going to have a barrage of threes. Big, big Steph Curry night. So I uh, love the Warriors laying the points here and the Lakers uh, on the money line. Uh, all right. Uh, Scott, what do you got? All right. Uh, so for my lock on this one, I gave, I mean, I gave out the Knicks on YouTube first half. So I'm going to pick something else. I'm actually going to go with the Lakers as my lock here. Uh, you mentioned you said the money line was even money. Yeah, it's around even money. Yeah, I think the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with them on the money line. I just think at the end of the day, the Grizzlies are so bad on the road that I want nothing to do with them. Now, Brandon Clark's out, Jaws out indefinitely. The team has a lot of distractions going on, and the Lakers have been playing good basketball lately. I think this line's just too short, especially when you're against Anthony Davis and you're missing a couple of front court options and Clark I think has some value and Adams of course is still out give me the Lakers money line at even money I just think that's a good price all right and for your dog so my dog I'm gonna go with a player prop here I mentioned it before I am gonna go with Spencer Dimwitty over seven and a half assists at plus 110 the number just seems too low to me or I like the value a lot he's had at least eight assists in each of the last five games and he's played a bunch of minutes. He played 39 minutes in a blowout win against the Hornets, 36 minutes against Boston, 35 minutes against Milwaukee, 41 minutes against Atlanta. He plays a bunch of minutes, but I feel like most people have completely just underrated or just not even noticed how good of a facilitator Dinwiddie's been with this team. And if you want to look at his head-to-head numbers against the Rockets, recently not the greatest game, but he has had a fair share of assist games with 10 or so assists. He's had three games in his career uh, since 2019 with 10 plus assists, but 
Dallas, we know he was playing second fiddle. So if you want to go back to his time in Brooklyn, he did have a nine. He had a ten plus assists in two of his last three games against the Rockets as a member of the Nets. Seven and a half though at plus one ten, I think it's good value. I'll take the over on that for Dimwitty assists. All right, uh, all right. For my lock, I think I'm in agreement with uh, Delonte about the Warriors here tonight. I'll take the minus four. Like I mentioned, they've won. I think was it eight straight against this Thunder team, and they've won each of those games by a minimum of eight points. Probably took a, a game for Seth Curry to get his his legs back under him, and um, you know just cut it to game speed again and get that rust off. So I think that you know uh, he'll have a better game here tonight for sure against the. Oklahoma City Thunder, and again, like we mentioned, the Golden State Warriors are the best team as far as defensive rating since the All-Star break. So their defense travels, like like we like to say. So I think they'll uh, do a better or they'll do a great job against the OKC Thunder uh, offense here tonight. And we know about how good this offense is for the Warriors. I think they'll be on full display here tonight. So I think they get the victory here. I'll take the minus four as my lock. For my dog, I'm also going to go with the player prop here. I'm going to go with the Laurie marketing double-double. But that's at currently at plus 135. Um, Walker Kessler was officially on the injury report with an illness. I see his player props did get pulled. Uh, but I think it's a game where marketing will know he, we know he gets the points. I think that with Kessler possibly being out, um, the rebounds are going to be up for grabs as well. So, you know, marketing is no stranger to getting those double doubles, especially with rebounds um, this season. Uh, I think he's averaging close to eight and a half per game this uh, this season. Uh, for the Jazz, and uh, I think those that he'll be able to take advantage of those opportunities. He's had a double-double in four of the last five games, has uh, Laurie Markman, so I think that continues here tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, where we're expecting to see a lot of points and a lot of pace possibly in this game as well. Um, so again, those those shots will be uh, a plenty, and the rebounding pl- uh, opportunities will be a plenty as well. So Laurie Markman, double-double, plus 135 for my dog here tonight. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA gambling podcast. Uh, Delonte, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, my man? Uh, nah, not at all, man. Shop around, make sure you get the best number. Um, and uh, let's get some winners. Yes, sir. Scott, anything else, buddy? No, just a fun card. Looking forward to it. I'll probably be watching hockey, to be honest with you, or college basketball. But hopefully we'll make some money and looking forward to, you know, recapping some of the games. I'm, I'm not on tomorrow's show, right? I'm on the Thursday show now? Yeah, you're on with me on Thursday, and then Delonte and uh, Terrell will be on uh, on the Wednesday show. Yeah, so I don't want to recap these games tomorrow anyway. So uh, I'll be back <laughs> on Thursday, and uh, I'll be doing a tennis podcast later tonight for Indian Wells. So if you want some tennis breakdowns, Outrights have been cooking. Hit two Outrights last week. So hopefully we keep, we'll uh, pick a winner here, but we'll be doing a tennis podcast tonight. Yeah, definitely check out Scott on the Tennis Gambling Podcast. He's been crushing it uh, over the last month or so, even beyond that. But uh, definitely check him out. He'll put out a new pod for the uh, Indian Wells Tournament uh, here tonight, like he mentioned. Uh, make sure to follow uh, Delonte on Twitter at xxlantexx. Follow me on Twitter at uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Nerd824. <laughs> follow Scott on Twitter at Rishel Radio. Uh, and like I mentioned, uh, Delonte and uh, Terrell will be back for tomorrow's show for the Wednesday games, and they'll recap what we saw in the association here tonight. Uh, Good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride.